Welcome to episode three of Dudes of Hazards Radio from season two. I'm your founder and host, Donnie McCarty, and in studio today, I have... What's up, guys? It's your co-host, Brad Nagley. Good to be back. Looking forward to this episode. Awesome. Glad you're here, Brad. And in studio today, we also have a first-time guest on the podcast, uh, league member from last year, Justin Strong. Justin, why don't you go ahead and say hey to the dudes. What's up, dudes? Excited to be here. This is my first time, so... uh yeah, I like it. Hell Pretty yeah. cool. Nice uh, setup. It is a nice setup. Uh, Mitch has done a great job. I mean, Mitch, why don't you can – you, can we hear you right now? Yeah. Okay. Tell us some of the things you've done in here since moving into the studio. Well, we got a new studio for one. Uh, probably we've done how many episodes in here? Three or four? This is our third episode of this season. I think we did two last year maybe. Two, okay. Yeah, yeah, so December last year. So got a new space, um, some furniture. A little more of a lounge style versus the conference <laughs> table. Um, cameras new, microphones, a lot of upgrades. So lighting is good. He, yeah. He's definitely been stepping up his game. And what's what's great is like the conference room was great. I was like, well, this is the pinnacle. We've, <laughs> we've, we've reached maximum success of the podcast. And then he's like, I actually get my own space. And I was like, oh, okay. I can't that. give you all the, you know, all the perks in one at the beginning. You know, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta like ease it. Gotta level it up a little bit at a time. I've had all this stuff just sitting in a shed somewhere. You know, <laughs> that makes sense. Pull it out a little bit at a time. So just wait till you get to season seven of Dudes of Hazard Radio. You're gonna be like, oh man, what are they breaking out? We can get pyrotechnics we'll, in here. We'll replace that. Sports Center with that by that time. <laughs> we'll have a high production. Honestly, we will take that. Dudes over. of Hazard live. <laughs> this is the next level of us. So. Well, guys, um, Justin, new to the dudes, relatively. Yep. First time on the pod. What's been some of your opening experiences since being with us? <clears throat> yeah, so I um, joined later last year, around August, and uh, I haven't really played any um, tournaments or anything, just mostly outings with everybody. But, um, you know, everything's been great as far as meeting new people, Um uh, you know, all the hype and everything and just everything that it's about um, is really exciting. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far, and I'm excited for this year. You know, I've signed up for a few uh, trips, so I can't wait to go on those. And Absolutely. It's a blast so far. It's great to hear. Yeah. What's that uh, on your pullover right there on that logo? So uh, this is my company. I am a builder here in the Tri-Cities. Uh, it's uh, Blue Ridge Developments, and uh yeah, we, uh, you know, I've been on my own for um, roughly five years or so, and um, but yeah, I'm a builder here locally. We we do anything from remodels to to build a home, um, pretty much anything and everything, just to stay busy. And uh, um, it's been good to us. That's great, man. Well, we'll dive into that a little bit more as we mm -hmm. move into this. I got some questions, and just I think our listeners will enjoy yeah. hearing, you know. We people we bring people on that are in the golf professional industry. We got league members who are builders. Mm -hmm. We got some that just all all sorts of things. So I think it's neat hearing just the different aspects of guys that come on. So real quick, let's go ahead and jump into our podcast rundown, and then we'll get the show on the road. All right, coming up next, we'll have our club notes followed by our guest background. That's where we're going to talk to Justin Strong a little bit more. We'll get to know a little bit about him, what makes him tick, um, hear a little bit more about his job, and maybe he can give us some fun golf uh, facts, like uh, how many holes and ones he's made or something <laughs> like that. Um, after that, we'll hear from one of our sponsors. We then will do uh, a new segment this year, but it seems to be a popular one. It's going to be Drinks with the Dudes. Um, that's where we're going to go ahead. We'll try a... We, we don't know what it is each episode. It might be a glass of wine, could be a bourbon, could be a craft beer, could be a mixed drink, who knows. But each episode will be something new. After that, we're going to go ahead and jump into the bulk of our interview with Justin, get to know about him. We're going to ask him some about his business, personal life, and then um, obviously some golf questions, which is <laughs> what we're really here to talk about. After that, um, Brad's favorite segment, without a doubt. And what is that going to be, Brad? Hazards time. Let's go. <laughs> Justin, have you listened to a couple of these episodes? Yep. Yeah, okay. I've listened to a couple. And, uh, you, I mean, you knock it out of the park. It's great. So, well, thanks. I love when these come out. Listen to them in the morning, get my day going. So, 
That's good to hear. Well, Hazard's time, if you've noticed, it usually just turns into nonsense and (laughs) rambling at the end, but it, it ends up being pretty fun. And then that will close this episode up. We'll get Justin to share some social media to go follow him and his business that he's built. Um, and then we'll leave you with the next episode. So let's go ahead and jump into this thing. Starting with our club notes. It's April 3rd. Hopefully you're listening to this on the day it came out. And let me just start off by saying we're really excited that this season's underway. It's been a lot of prep work, a lot of hours, a lot of time put in by many people in this club to make this happen. Um, I don't got an hour and 22 minutes to list all the people I'm thankful for. Um, but a couple people this off season that kind of went the extra mile and helped me out with some stuff and are really going to be vital to our club success. Um, you hear him on here a lot, Max Kelly. He does just an extraordinary amount of things behind the scenes to make this possible. He's always able to assist me when I have some unreasonable idea and to ground me a little bit on it. Um, Brad Nagley sitting in here, going to be a lot more active with the podcast. You're going to hear that being a regular voice on it this year, and that's going to help me free up a lot of my time to be able to take on other projects within the club. Uh, Clayton Walker, who's our digital media coordinator, this dude is a wizard. Um, go follow him at Clayton Walker Films. He's incredible. He can make the most boring things in the world look exciting on video. Great editor. Um, he's putting together our retreat series down at Macklemore for our YouTube series. Something we're going to be jumping into this year is having a lot more YouTube content. And Clayton's going to be a big part of making that happen. And again, a lot of people to think, but two more people I just want to get into. Uh, Zach Hudson. Zach has been a big part on the financial end of things, helping me shore some stuff up and just, he works in the banking industry. So he has a lot of great financial advice and as someone who doesn't work in the banking industry and decided to play on his phone and maybe bring a mixed drink in the Yeti to his finance class. Um, <laughs> it's, it's nice to have someone that can help me out with that. And then, uh, Mike Mattis, uh, Mike's just gone out of his way since being in the league to jump in. And just jumping all over every task, helping me with planning these trips. Uh, Mike's going to be a face you see a lot and a guy you're going to love to play with. All right, guys. Also, don't forget, Own Ball Week 1 begins April 1st and ends April 15th. You're going to want to log those rounds. Get in your Own Ball rounds this year. Absolutely. Uh, Coming up in April, Greenville, South Carolina, we got a really quick trip planned. You're going to go down Saturday hang out with the dudes. We got a par three night golf course set up for that night. And the next morning we're playing the Walker course of Clemson before heading back home. So that's going to be on the cheaper end of the out of town trips. So make sure to check that out, especially if you're trying to ball out on a golf budget. Um, You're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be a casual weekend, not having to take off any work. So that's going to be great for a lot of people. May 6th and 7th, we have a Stableford shootout at Crockett's Ridge and Elizabethton. Keep your eyes out for that. Absolutely. And then last thing we have kind of coming up, the still ways out, but it's going to be here before you know it, is the second Dudes of Hazards Open. Um, this was a huge hit last year. Brad's over here smiling, drinking his beer, making noises in the mic because, yeah, well, he's the defending champ. <laughs> so he's going to hopefully look to go back-to-back this year. This year we're switching it up and going to Bristol Country Club. That's a great course. The Zoysia grass is going to be absolutely beautiful and fun to play off that time of year. Uh, Looking forward to seeing for our first major of the year how that shakes out. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our guest background, and we'll start off with uh, getting Justin on the mic. Enough of hearing my voice. Justin, (laughs) take take the reins and tell us a little bit about yourself and what the listeners need to know about you. Where where are you from? Uh, I'm right here. Uh, I'm from Kingsport, the Clay Heights area. Uh, I grew up, I went to, uh, Sullivan South, no longer a high school, no more, but, uh, <laughs> what actually so, happened there? Well, County trying to compete with, you know, Dobbins Bennett and some of these city schools. So they, they took my high school and a couple others and combined it into one and, uh, made a big County school. Um, but yeah, uh, graduated 2010, um, uh, you know, that school's long gone now, 
and that year was long gone. <laughs> it feels like, but yeah, uh, no born and raised Kingsport. I now live uh, in the Jonesboro area. Uh, lived there for about a year now, and love it out there. A uh, little bit more peaceful, quiet, and uh, it's, Jones, Jonesboro is sneaky good. Oh yeah, it is. There's there's a lot of cool spots uh, once you get off kind of the beaten path, and uh, I love it. It's great. And, uh, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit more. You, you got your job. You started yeah. this business. I know when this started, it was just in strong construction, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've always kind of had a construction background. I've just always like building and, you know, doing stuff like that. And um, once I finally um, started venturing out on my own and starting to build a reputation, um, you know, it was, it was JS construction and, um, just wanted to rebrand and kind of put a little bit, a better of a name to, you know, so many people are moving to this area and, uh, you know, just kind of wanted to stick out, uh, you know, with a name yeah. and, uh, build kind of a brand with that. And, uh, social media has been great to me. You know, I advertise a lot on there, uh, as far as like, um, you know, my equipment, stuff like that. There's no advertising. I'm at, uh, you know, other than this shirt right here. This Repping is, it. Yeah. I'm at, I've never, you know, I've been blessed to not really have to advertise. Yep. And, uh, but just, you know, looking further down the line, um, wanting to build a brand. So I've been stepping out and trying to create and, um, you know, uh, build this process of it you know i'm all new to it and the social media i'm not the greatest but i try and i do have a separate page so i try to make some cool photos cool videos of the process and stuff and sure. we we cater we try to be a one-stop shop for everything and uh, that way the homeowner can come to us have a project um and we can take care of the whole process instead of having to get this guy that guy this guy so it it, it really does benefit us uh, as far as staying busy and uh getting us you know quite a bit of work and uh making these dreams you know um something that they can be proud of and uh basically making a house a home for someone and sure. uh, yeah it's been great so where where are the hot spots that people are wanting to build right now in the tri-cities um, right now, um, gray Boone's Creek, um, Jonesboro, you know, those areas are, are, are pretty hot. Um, so when, uh, COVID happened, you know, the, the, the shutdown and everything that kind of made us boom. Um, a lot of people moving to the area. I think I went two years with working for nobody from this area. Uh, everybody was all moving here from, um, I had customers from Connecticut, Colorado, Seattle, California, um, Arizona, Utah, and everybody was flooding this area. And, uh, it all was, um, uh, for a mixture of, you know, the, that area that I had mentioned, um, a few Greenville, um, area, a couple in Kingsport, but for the most part, that's a, Jonesboro, Gray, Boone's Creek, anywhere through there is a really hot area. Um, it's yeah. just kind of in the middle of everything. It's convenient. Um, you can have your nice country look as far as that goes, as, you know, nice views with your home. But you can also run out to the store or to a restaurant and, you know, buy 10 minutes if that. And uh, that's a that's a great area uh, to be. What's what's the next hot thing that people are wanting to do to their houses? That's out of the usual. I mean, you know, like you know, you got your standard houses, but I know there's trends and stuff, Pinterest especially mm -hmm. that girls are wanting to put in the house. What's something that's yeah. hot that's out of the box that people are wanting to do? Um, kind of like the mainstream stuff right now has been like uh, barn dominiums. Um, those have kind of been going pretty quick, you know. And as far as a builder, you know you can throw the structure up pretty fast. And then, you know, as far as the inside, you know, it's a wide range. It's all in, you know, what you envision, this, that, and the other. And it's 
little bit more affordable to where you can go, um, you know, crazy with your design or your layout. Um, some, some stuff that I've gotten into recently are people are really, um, taking a liking to building like, um, uh, in their mudrooms, like a little doggy bath, uh, yep. basically building an, a bathroom for a dogs. And, uh, believe it or not, that's actually a really popular thing. Um, you know, some of these dog bathrooms are way nicer than people's actual bathrooms. <laughs> that's the most first world thing I've ever yeah. done in my life. Yeah. Well, so um, for people that don't know, I used to be in the, like the tiling business. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we came across a lot. It's like yeah. in a mudroom, it's literally like a shower pan. Yeah. That's like about waist height. Yep. And it's literally yep. a dog shower. Yeah. It's honestly a great idea, especially if you have like a bigger, like a lab or like a bigger dog that you're not like, thankfully Zoe, my little chihuahua, I just pick her up in one arm and like <laughs> scoop her and carry her around. Yeah. She can't do anything about it, but swoop her underneath the bas- bathroom sink and she's good. Yeah. 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 Yep. But you know, so, some other dogs, not so much. <laughs> um, well, Justin, thanks. Thanks for sharing some of this with us about you. I look forward to diving into this a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and hear a quick word from one of our club sponsors. Cherry Point Animal Hospital was founded back in October of 1998 in the Indian Springs community of Kingsport, Tennessee. Their hospital is located in the historic Barger House. Multiple structure changes were needed to accommodate the medical and surgical needs of their patients, but those have been made while still maintaining a warm, home-like environment. Dr. Cherry strives to maintain the integrity of the house It has stood for 135 years and will remain a landmark in the Indian Springs community for the years to come. If you're needing to provide the best health care for your pets, you can go check them out. They're going to take great care of your animals. They take pride in taking care and keeping, you know, a lot of people view their pets as a family member. And they're like, hey, we got to keep them alive and tip-top shape and with them as long as they can so if your pet's health is important to you go ahead and make sure to check out cherry point animal hospital um down in kingsport tennessee and they're going to make sure to treat you right all right so back from break let's go ahead and jump into uh well it'd be lying if we said we didn't enjoy this segment <laughs> it's drinking with the dudes so what we got today is a beer from johnson city brewing company um it's based out of where we're from johnson city tennessee it's Capone's Little Honey Cream Ale. It's 5.2%. So a solid little beer, but not nothing too crazy over the top. So what we're going to do is uh, we'll go on a scale of 1 to 10. Go ahead and take a couple sips of it. Tell me what you think. Maybe a little bit of what it tastes like. And then give it a nice little rating. Brad, what are you feeling? It's good. Um... I feel like it's more of a winter beer, just for me. Yeah. It's, it's kind of in the line of kind of like a, I don't know, it sits like on the palate like an IPA, kind of a little heavier. Um, but, yeah, I like it. Dude, um, for me being a plain Jane beer drinker, I like that a lot. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give that a 8.2 for me. Love it. Um, oh, I forgot my scale. Yeah, you did. Six and a half. Okay. So solid, but may- maybe not one that you're buying all the time. No, no. Um, so I'm not a big fan of overly heavy beers. Not overly hoppy, but a little bit of hop here and there is good. Um, some flavor, as long as it's not overpowering, is pretty good. I really like this. Um, honey cream. Maybe it's all like honey or cream. But when you mix them together, it's like, okay, <laughs> get the best of both worlds. I would give this an 8.5. So I like it even yeah. a little bit more than Justin. But, uh, yeah, not mad I'm stuck with the rest of the can on this one. <laughs> Go for it. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, I will. Brad, uh, this a little uh, off the cuff here, but what did you – you got something for yourself to drink this pod from Johnson City Brewing. Go ahead and tell us what it is and what you kind of think of that one. So this is the Will Work for Beer. It is a – Double IPA, 8.2%. I'm an IPA fan, so I like hoppy, whether it's filtered, unfiltered. And it's more of a, like, a, I like through the winter, colder season, I like IPAs. 
I don't drink them out on the golf course. Oh, God, no. I throw up everywhere. 94 degrees, sweating in the middle of July. <laughs> You're like Six-pack of IPA, IPAs just throwing <laughs> up on the side of the course. But I, I'm Miller Lite or IPAs. But, so this one's really good. It's actually more of a sweeter, and you tried it. It's, yeah, it, it doesn't taste like normal IPAs. No, and that was a double IPA. Yeah. And it was, it was better than I expected. Yeah, so. I like it a lot. Yeah. I would right. give this one 8.7. Okay, Dang. big fan of it. Oh yeah. So, and what and what's that sitting on on the percentage scale? Eight point two. Ooh. So you should have just. I'm surprised you just didn't go with that right there. <laughs> well, as much as you might uh, like listening to it, we probably enjoy doing it a little bit more. Definitely. So, all right. As you know, drinks with the dudes is fun, but the real reason we're here is to talk to Justin Strong, get to know a little bit more about him. Um, hearing the dudes. Uh, we have some very good golfers, like Brad and myself, <laughs> namely namely myself. I know Brad's over here. I, I like being a yeah, I, I struggle. I struggle. He's, he's struggling all the time, just, just uh, limping in with 77s. Side note, side note on Brad, when we played the country club there a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I can't remember which hole, but you guys were coming back across. And, I, and you hit a shot, and I said, hey, good shot, man. You chucked your club. <laughs> And I was like, okay, maybe that wasn't the right time to say that. Maybe, maybe that was. Drove on, and I was like, all right, well, hope his day gets better. <laughs> what hole was that? Yeah, what was this? Uh, the, uh, that short par four that you can drive at John City Country Club. The downhill one? Yeah. 16? Yep. They were on They were on the one that dog led laughs and kind of down in the valley and then goes yep. up. Yep, so six. Yep. Right. And you were on eight coming back. I remember this now. I was on eight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was just standing there just trying to be out of the way. Hits a shot. And I was like, hey, good shot, man. <laughs> it just chucks it. I Doesn't it. even look at me. Just I, <laughs> I topped it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, good shot I was going to say that. I thought he got good There ball. was some, like, roots and stuff like that. I was trying to pick it clean. I literally topped it and <laughs> lost that ball. <laughs> I lost it, too. Brad's like, I was just trying to be nice, it. trying to give him confidence, and, uh, yeah, didn't work. <laughs> yeah, great. no, I lost that ball. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into this. Uh, Justin, how long have you been playing golf? What got you into it? So, within the last two years, been playing golf more on the regular, you know, uh, consistently two times out of the week, sometimes three, uh, just depending. Um, you know, I come from, you know, growing up, I've always played, um, baseball, you know, that was my thing. And then casually after high school, um, would play every now and then. But, um, my little brother, he was more of a golfer and he kind of got me, that's how me and him have, um, you know, kind of connected uh, as he's gotten older because sure. uh, he was more of the golfer and, you know, I'm just out there just trying to send it a mile and, and uh, you know. You're just trying to hit bombs, man. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, really the last couple of years, uh, that's when I've really gotten into it and started playing more consistently. And I love it. Um, you know, I can have my – I can have my good days every now and then, but, you know, I'm your mediocre golfer. I just love to have fun. Uh, I uh, can be my hardest critic, obviously, as everybody can, but um, I love it. I enjoy it. I love to compete, uh, so I like when when guys can compete and, you know, talk some trash a little bit. I like it, and uh, but uh, it's a blast, you know. I can go out and I can shoot a great round, and then the next day it's like I've never picked up a club or – can even, uh, you know, know what I'm doing. So that's but the most it, volatile thing oh, about yeah. amateur golf. It, that, that's what makes it so frustrating. Oh, it, yeah, frustrating but fun. It, it makes those great days so good. Oh yeah, when you pull one out, and it makes those bad days make you want to be like Ben Byler and sell your clubs. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. But, that's honestly going to be his best course of action moving forward. He's just so. We were playing at the swing lab, and he goes, "I don't know how to th- not throw my clubs in here." <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm in an indoor environment. This is weird. <laughs> Speaking of the swing lab, uh, me and Justin, we played in that little swing lab winter challenge, and yeah. we played absolutely horrendous as yeah. a two-man team, took up last by a mile. So. Yeah, it, it was terrible. Um, I, I'm to blame, uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, it, it, it was tough. I, I like it. I want a, I want a redemption on mm-hmm. that. Um, the, the chipping and the putting was, you know, you had to get used to. You know, everything else was – semi-normal yeah. as far as a normal swing through yeah. it 
Um, but it's gosh, that thing was awesome. I loved it. Uh, definitely want a redemption. Experience. So let's just uh, forget that first time and yeah. and uh, and uh, you know seek that redemption tour. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell kind of a little note about that real quick. So when we were there at the Swing Lab, which is uh, owned by Kelly Lot, great place as you've heard. Uh, the group was me and Tate Robinson. We were on different teams, and we had both been in there and played. And then uh, Stephen Bell and Justin came in there. Stephen was playing with Tate, Justin with me. And Kelly's like, hey, does anyone want to take any practice putts <laughs> to get a feel for roughly how hard to hit this? <laughs> Stephen hops up. He's like, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Takes it. Justin's like, nah, I'll be good. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Uh, I don't know if I wrong. like that answer. Mistake? No. Yeah, big time. Big Gets time. to the first green. It's a 10-foot gimme. We have like a... <sighs> 20 foot putt like easily get this inside the circle our next putt was from like 34 feet out <laughs> yeah that I was like what i i mean dude what did you do no he putted it and just <laughs> oh in like the 10 foot yeah, putt like 40 right. feet so, and it was alternate and that shot. just cru- yeah it was alternate shot and just crushed it and i was just like oh, okay yeah. well this is not where i was expecting yeah. to make definitely. i think we four putted the first green yeah. so i didn't get it in the circle from out there definitely go in like, with the uh tap it mindset um <laughs> that is that not thing's pretty true as far as the chipping and putting goes yeah. um it was cool it was a blast doing that um like it i was. said my first time so hopefully next time's a lot better yeah make you proud <laughs> so you said about two years ago is like when things kind of yeah. got like mm-hmm. trying to get better at this. What do, what do you normally play around? Um, like courses. Yeah, or, courses yeah. and, and um, I guess um, like skill-wise, what, what do you shoot around? You shoot? Um, I play a lot at Warriors, Crockett Ridge. I'm always down for, you know, wherever somebody hits me up, um, I'm, I'm free for wherever. Um I usually play a scramble at the crossings. Um, so kind of, you know, crossings, Crockett, uh, Warriors, Cattails, basically all the local places in the sure. Tri-Cities, you know, I, I've played and play, uh, you know, multiple times. Uh, haven't got to do a lot of traveling and playing. Um, you know, sometimes some of my better rounds, my best rounds I've shot uh, mid to low 80s. Um, is, you know, that's a good day for me. I'm happy with that. Mid to low eighties is a really fun place to be on a good day. Like it just is like, and you you know, good shots in that point. Those, those days are are good. And, uh, but you know, I'm probably mid to upper eighties, low nineties. Um, you know, I, I try to, um, I try to keep pace and I try to play decent when I'm with, you know, um, groups and new people because you want to, you know, you want to keep a good pace and, you know, not drag it out or, you know what I mean? Sure. And, uh, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely not going to come out and shoot in the seventies consistently and, uh, you know, keep up with some of these, these greats like this guy over here or, or uh, some you of know. these greats. Yeah. Uh, some might say, and by some yeah. might say, I mean, <laughs> the, the Tiger Woods of the league. Yeah. There was a self, I, he came on that podcast one day and he's like, yeah, you know, I feel like the Tiger Woods of the league. And I'm like, wow, what a self-proclaimed title to have right <laughs> well, there. Well, everybody was just hyping me up and it was getting my head big. And uh, <laughs> you, You'd won two majors. And it's, yeah. it's like, hey, is anyone else going to do anything around here? Yeah. yeah. Just got to run with it. Good thing you didn't win to two, man. That would have been insufferable. <laughs> Ooh. It was close. I guess that technically wasn't a major last year, but still would have been another and tournament. And it's not an individual. Hey, you know what? We got our individual tournaments, but we also play a lot of team games out here. So, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think anyone would be lying if they said they would rather win the two-man championship, which will be a major this year, over the the Open. But, hey, I mean, you're, you'll take a major win however oh, yeah. you get it. I mean, any anyone that you can get. Anyone course. that you can get. But the individuals is where. Yeah, yeah, sure. It'd be hard to argue with that. Um, Do you have a favorite course, like – Best course, you, favorite course you've ever played. I mean, it doesn't have to be like super nice, but like your favorite course. I'm not gonna lie, I, I love Warriors. Um, they keep it in great shape. Um, and, you know, for the money, um, it's pretty. You know, it's top notch. Um, and I feel like you can go there at any point. You know, spring, summer, even into the fall and winter, and the course is always going to be in pretty good shape. Um, so. I'm a little biased and gonna go that route, but um, I mean they do they do a great job out there. Um, you know, depending on 
the uh, skill of the place. You know, some people probably, oh, it's boring, too easy. But, I mean, for just your general golf, for trying to play, especially through the the winter and the fall, it is great conditions. Because other places, you know, they can drop off so much sure. uh, in the winter and fall. Um, but I feel like they do a great job uh, keeping up with it. So that that's probably my my favorite place to play. I would say out of the public tracks, my highest – nice. <laughs> He's been waiting to do that. Yeah. Uh, my highest scoring average is – or, like, it's best scoring average out of the public tracks is at Warriors. It has yeah. to be. I mean, I, I feel like it's pretty gettable. And, honestly, as someone yeah. who's not shooting low rounds just all the time, like, it's pretty fun to go out and shoot yeah. low rounds. And, yeah. like, Warriors kind of – I'm not saying it's an easy course, but there, there, there's not too many holes that are just brutally yeah. difficult. Yeah. And you do definitely have some that, like, you know, at our level, we're not going to say they're birdie holes, but yep. they're, like, pretty manageable par holes. Yep. At the, even if you're missing the green, like, it, it's kind of flat around it. You can get a good chip up, give yourself a yeah. chance, and, and move on. So, yeah, Warriors is is definitely a yeah. good public it, it, track. It's got a play. couple easy, you know, decent little par fives um, there on the front. Um, you know, they they make it to where, you know, if you are that mediocre kind of medium range, you, you should be able to go out and compete pretty yeah. well yeah. and have some good days with it and uh um yeah i like warriors i mean yeah i it's it's honestly i mean actually so my two lowest rounds are pinos and warriors yeah well, there you go i mean honestly sometimes it worries depending on the hole you can have a bad tee shot end up left or right but it actually sets you up for a better second shot just depending on yeah. the hole yeah. uh, so it is a little bit friendly in that aspect so um, Except yeah. for twelve, if you miss yeah. right on twelve, oh, yeah. Well, you'll just <laughs> go ahead and just call Max on yeah. that one. Too bad he's not here tonight. <laughs> Wait, I thought I thought we were paying him to be our bartender or something. You know, I thought we were too. We may have to reevaluate his contract <laughs> after this one. Did you order the apron? I have not yet. <laughs> okay, we need to get on that. Uh, by the way, so we did do a vote on the Instagram story mm-hmm. for the members only. We did a vote. With 18 results, or 18 people cast their votes, they 17 buy the apron for them, and one that said do not, and their response was, ew, gross. <laughs> so with that being said, That's the totally apron gross. will be on the way very soon <laughs> for Max Kelly to bartend for Dudes of Hazards Radio. That's really, like, I know this medical job sales thing he has is kind of nice. This is really what he was shooting. That's all those nights bartending at uh, Tipton's. It was setting him up for this moment. Yeah, I I do say when he's bartending, he's he's got a heavy hand. Uh, no one's <laughs> accused him of having a life. <laughs> <laughs> so um, get your money's worth. Yeah, you, yeah. oh, you, you're getting your money's worth. So favorite course, Warriors. What's the best course you've played? Uh, like I said. Um, Best course I've played um, when we went to the um, the Mountain Glen course. Yeah, uh, um, that was that was pretty nice. Mountain um, Glen is really nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot, and uh, that was when I I had first met you and some other dudes. And uh, that was a great oh, time. Oh, yeah. You literally met us out in the parking yeah. lot for the first like, yeah. I, yeah, it was like, just we don't know who this up, Justin Strong guy is. Up. He's just showing up, yeah. and, and lo and uh, behold, here we yeah. go. And, um, you know, the, the Bilers, uh, they had got me to join last year and I was with Ben that day and, um, you know, it was, it was a great time. Um, that first round or the first nine, I was with, uh, Ben as my partner and, um, I can't remember who we were paired with, but the, the back nine is when I met Mattis, Mike, and I was like, wow, this, someone can play, this dude could play some golf. And, uh, so that was pretty cool to see, um, kind of a different variety of the, the guys that were around. Mike Midas, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's the greatest golfer we could ever yeah. dream of. He on top is of that, going to be on the PGA tour yeah. one day. He is. I mean, it's just this is the stepping stone for him to get to the next level. We believe in you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> He's listening to this fucking God. I'm done with these guys. Um, it's funny you say that too. What I was really originally laughing at was he's like, I got to see all varieties of talents. I played with Ben Byler yeah. and I played with Mike Mattis. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it's the best of the worst golfers yeah. and, and well, one of the good golfers. Yeah. yeah. So go see it all. Next one bucket list course. 
Where, where, where are you? God, man, this, this, I've been eyeing this place. Donnie's paying. And he, you, oh Donnie, and two more of your best buds are going to go wherever you oh, want. Man. Where are you going? Gosh, I mean, it's... Because we're going to do this. Literally, it, it, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm so I'm so laid back. Easy. I mean, literally, it could be anywhere. Um, I know. Great. Don't do it. <laughs> no. We'll see you there tomorrow. Not locally. Not locally. Um, no. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, uh, you got to take a plane to get there. Okay. Um. I, I, you know, as far as a dream place, I, I'm not real positive. Um. I would like to go out to to um, like Arizona, somewhere out through mm. there. I don't know if you were around to see all this, but back. I don't know, a while ago when Liv was coming out. There was a big kind of like divide in the dudes. Not divide, but there was a bunch of guys just kind of like trying to argue points on Liv versus PGA. Sure. Yeah. Where do you stand? You know, I mean, it's it's cool that there's a new um, thing with golf to attract um, kids to golf and, you know, not even kids, just anybody to golf. But – you know, live. It's you know, last uh, week or whenever it was, they didn't get a great uh, viewing uh, with their outing uh, with the um, the CW network or whatever. Yeah. It was like terrible uh, reviews or whatever. Um, you know, PGA, you're going to get that more um, competitiveness. The um, guys trying to make their dollar uh, than you are with the live. The lives just. Honestly, the lives just laid back golfing, you know, what does it matter? You know, they're already getting paid um, the set amount. Um, so there's not as much competition. Um, so until they really figure out how to, I guess, drive the competition up, I guess, um, I guess I'm more PGA, you know, I'm not hating on live, you know, because how could you turn down that money? I mean, anybody would take that. Um, but as far as watching something where you're like seeing guys compete and actually having to try and this, that, and the other, uh, PGA is definitely, you know, miles ahead live. It's just, it'd be like us if we won the lottery, just, you know, mediocre golf and they're just making <laughs> tons of money. If that, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? That, you know, just the, the competitiveness, I don't think is really there with, it's cool with some of the events they're trying to set up and different things, but I just I don't think it's there. You know, they live has the money to kind of play around with different ideas and sure. you know. So hopefully they'll get something worked out. I'd love to see live and PGA um, kind of work things out. I mean, you know, that's that's a going to be a tough band aid to rip off, but. Um, Who's your favorite golfer? Actually, give me your favorite golfer on the PGA Tour, and if you have a favorite golfer on the Live Tour. Well, on Live, it'd be Dustin Johnson. Okay. Uh, dude's legit. And then, you know, PGA, obviously, Tiger. I met growing up, and then just seeing him, I met um, – I saw a stat that said from 99 to 2000, you know, his record in those, uh, those years are way better than several years' worth of – all your top guys now and it's just like you know you watch old highlight videos of him and stuff it's like dude was just on another level i mean you just any of those guys they might as well just stayed at home on sunday and just been like yeah just mail me my check on monday you know um but you know there's some others uh you know uh these last few years i, I really like max homo a lot yeah um, he's He's really likable. Yeah. Like, I, I'd actually be confused. Like, maybe you don't love him, but if you're like, ah, oh, that Max Homa guy. Yeah. And, dude. It's uh, me wrong. It's like. After the uh, documentary on Netflix, you know, the Joel Damon. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, started actually, following I didn't even thought about that. What, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I can't wait for the, the second season of it. Yeah. Yep. What do you think, Brad? Oh, I loved it. I mean, I was watching every second yeah. of it. I think. Uh, you know my biggest thing I took away? Sure. I hate Brooks Kepka more now. Well, I – okay. Like, the whole, like, Bryson Brooks thing when it was going on the tour, like, I didn't really like either one. But I was definitely yeah, more uh, towards Bryson just because I, I thought Brooks – and this is in my – I don't know him. He, he's a dick. He's an ultra douche. Yeah. Like, that's who he is to his core. Yes. And it just, like, I felt that way anytime he talked. I'm like, I think Bryson's kind of weird. Yeah. Like I, I think he's a decent guy, just really passionate and just kind of like he's just weird and he's just outside. He's like the, outside, yeah. He's like, like a meathead, meathead golfer. Yeah, you know? meathead golfer. Just, but like Brooks just does not look like any fun to hang out with. 
Yeah. And I haven't even seen this this documentary yet. So I imagine if I watched it, I'd be like rolling my Brooks eyes. Is, he, he's real chill, real quiet. Like it'd be hard to like kind of talk trash or cut up with him. He'd just be like, yeah, okay. You know, he just, just nobody could really cut up with. So, yeah. Yeah. Since the document, documentary, I'm, I'm less of a fan of, I'm not a fan at all of Brooks anymore. That's fair. Yeah. What, um, in your business, mm-hmm. let's talk about that for a little bit. What's one of your favorite projects that you've put together? Um, since doing this, um, so I was a part of a build, um, like COVID shutdown of a custom home slash wedding venue. Um, and it was, um, kind of your, uh, barnwood, um, timber frame build. And I meant, golly, you know, you can go to my social media and, uh, you can look up videos of, of different things of it, the process and stuff. Uh, man, it was just a challenge. You know, I've never had to deal with um, using the, the barnwood timbers. That we, you know, the barnwood timbers were sourced from Oregon, Pennsylvania, Ohio, really far no away kidding. places. Yeah. Uh, very unique, uh, you know, that type of customer. That's just kind of a, that's a one of one. Um, and it was so cool. You know, we built a huge stone fireplace. Uh you know, the thing was just a mammoth. Everything was just, you know, there's nothing straight or square to build to. So once we had the platform, you know, you have this um, basically Lincoln log look, and then you have to frame a house to that, and everything's imperfect in that wood. Sure. And so it was a challenge, and I and I loved it. I, I love a challenge. Uh, everything's, you know, when you can get, outside of the box with a customer on different projects. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun and you can get real creative with things and it really tests your skills. You know, I'm all the time, um, following other builders and different trades that are pretty high up in social media, have a big following and you can learn a lot of things. And, uh, but I would say that house it's, it's also a wedding venue also down towards Greenville, um, it was just very unique. Uh, I mean, nothing was um, normal or, uh, you know, uh, by the book, as you could say. Um, everything was uh, unique, a challenge. You had to think on every single step of the process. And it, it was it was a lot of fun. And, you know, we pulled it off. It took uh, about a year and a half, year and, you know, just wow. a few months. So. Um, it, it was, it was, it was nice and it turned out great. It's, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm definitely proud of that one. That's great, man. Yeah. So like when you mentioned like you're pulling barn wood mm-hmm. from all these different places, why, why can't they pull barn wood from, uh, Bluff city? Yeah. So, um, the guys who helped with that, they were out of Asheville, North Carolina. And, um, that was kind of their wheelhouse. They were able to, um, basically tear down old barns that you would see normally just driving by and um what they uh, what they looked for and how they because like even uh bringing that wood across state lines the wood had to be healthy enough to be transferred and stuff as weird as that sounds um they had to go through a whole process so when they tear down barns, basically, you know, that everything would get inspected. So it's a big, it's a big process even before you uh, get to the building point of it uh, to find this, this wood that's hundred years old or, you know, and um, uh, once they bring it in and everything's been inspected, um, you know, it's, it, it does make a difference versus um, just seeing a barn here locally and thinking, oh, I'm just going to go grab that. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, like termite damage, different things like that to, to look for. So right. somebody who um, they have a guide, that's all he does is look for and inspect every piece of wood as far as, like, the damage. And if it can uh, be treated, they have a process that where they treat it and it can be inside of a home and, you know, have a beautiful look and quality and, you sure. know, going to last a long time. So. It's a it's a big process, and it was cool watching those guys. And uh, you know, once they once they kind of got that look for us, you know, as I said, we built 
to that. So it was it was pretty interesting. It was uh it took a lot of a lot of thinking on that one for sure. Dude, that's stuff that uh Yeah, I'm just not built for that. <laughs> like I just like th- there's so much to that that I just I mean, yeah, I'm sure if you're in it your whole life, you, you learn and pick it up right. well, but as someone who's not been building homes or really any projects other than just like small do it yourself things around the house and around the yard, that's pretty impressive to me. All right, changing the subjects a little bit. Yep. What are you most, what tournament that you're planning on playing on in the dudes this year are you most excited about? I mean, like, yeah. The one you can't wait for. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Masters, obviously. Um, I, I can't wait for that. I'm signed up. And then the, uh, the trip in May. Is that Laurel Falls? Yeah, Laurel Fork. Laurel Fork. Yep. Yeah. Definitely uh, that one. Those two, um, I'm for sure signed up on, and you know, going, and I, I'm I'm super excited for those. Um, there's some other ones, uh, just with work and stuff. I had to kind of check my schedule here and there, but going to get signed up some for some others. Um, and uh, uh, but those two for sure, I'm I'm excited for. It's going to be a blast, and you know, every time it seems like I've went to an outing, I've always met some other new guys that I haven't met. That's a part of the dude. So it, it's a blast and, uh, I can't wait for those two. That'll be, uh, will be a good time. Hopefully well, shoot a good round. You're definitely <laughs> going to meet, uh, some new guys at both those. And what's great is the masters is a fun in town event. We're going to have some good guys out there for that. Um, uh, got a Friday night dinner. That thing's going to be a lot of fun for yeah. people to attend, but it'd be hard to argue with the invitational. Like that's, I mean, Brad's shaking his head. I mean, we're on a podcast, so you you can't see that, but he yeah. he knows. That's that's the one I'm most excited for. It's yeah. invitational. I mean, uh, I'm play, playing something. the Masters yeah. is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But that the out of tra- out of town trips, they just hit different. They do. I, it, it, it's a different thing. It, it's so great. Like, I mean, we got guys that live and breathe golf that go on these, and then we got other guys that are like, yeah, I like golf. But like just hanging out with the dudes and pretty much everything in between that. So Hugh Romine and Max Kelly. Max <laughs> Hugh Romine and Max Kelly. Yeah, that's and everything in between. And everything in between from that. All right. Last question for our interview segment. When you go out to a golf course, Justin, mm-hmm. what what do you enjoy what are some features, whether it's the layout of the land, the location, long short? flat hilly what what do you like to see in a golf course i i like for it to be long um just because i'm not great the greatest with like control you know being short and trying to stop it on a dime this that and the other so i'd rather for it to be long and kind of you know bounce and roll out and end up with a, a good opportunity you know second shot third shot or, or putt whatever um uh, I, I like uh when it's i don't like water obviously. Um, but I, I like the woods, um, you know, uh, not great at keeping it in the fairway, but I do enjoy the, the woods atmosphere and, and sure. look of a course. Um, you know, water it's, it's okay. It, it doesn't bother me, but uh, if I had to pick a favorite, it'd definitely be a, a woods look to a course and, um, and definitely long, uh, short courses, you know, I, I like to hit it I like to try and drive it a mile. I just have that mindset. Yep. And uh, it's hard not to do that when you get up there with the driver and everybody's piping it down the middle. And yeah. It's hard not to. So, um, yeah, I definitely like for it to be long. So, yeah. Sounds like you're a fan of mountain courses. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. Well, I, I feel like some of the mountain courses don't play at the longest layouts, but definitely the tree-lined aspect of it yeah. is like – I mean – I love mountain courses. So you played Mountain Glen. Mm-hmm. Um, have you earlier you mentioned like going out to the Arizona area would be pretty cool. Have you played any yeah. desert? No, no, no I haven't. And how about any coastal? No. Uh, well, I played um, at Myrtle Beach, the Myrtle Beach National, the Arnold uh, Palmer section of it. I played it. Gosh, that's been several years now. It was a blast. Um, really cool place. Um, and I've played once down in St. Augustine. Uh, got a best friend that lives down there. 
and uh, the neighborhood he lives in. It was the the neighborhood course there. Yep. So um, that's as you know as far as traveling. That's the most that I've done as far as golf. And uh, um, but you know those two were great. So well, you're in for a treat with the yeah. dudes then. Oh you're, yeah. You're, I mean, that's something I think Brad can attest. Like you're just going to see and find more courses that are out there that you're. You're, like, you're just going to like you're going to be driving in the middle of nowhere, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden. We're all going to do a course like Ulticoa. Yep. I mean, and then it's just a hidden gem. Well, not anymore, but. Not anymore. Just gorgeous course in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains in, uh, what was it? It was in Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. yeah. Uh Okay. I mean, you got that. That's what Laurel Fork is. I mean, there's, I don't know if there's a Walmart within 40 minutes of Laurel Fork. Yeah. That's where we're going to play golf. Heck yeah. So I can't wait. Yeah, you see some pretty cool places. We travel down to the beach at least at least one tournament a year down by the coast that we try to do. And then yeah. definitely a lot around the North Carolina, Georgia, mm-hmm. Tennessee area. So let's go ahead and uh hear a quick uh ad read and then we'll go ahead and jump back into this episode. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. Now we got our favorite segment, or at least my favorite segment of each pod. Hazards time. Let's, let's go. go. How could you not like this segment? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I think it's the randomness. You never know what's coming. You never know what someone's <laughs> going to ask yet. Yeah. So, Justin, the way this works, there's three of us here. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with Brad because he loves this segment. He's going to ask one of us a question. Okay. You answer it. If you got asked it, you, you ask the next person. Okay. Whoever it is between the three of us. So you just keep flip flopping around. It okay. doesn't have to go in a circle. It can go back and forth. Yeah. No rules. So we're going to throw 10 minutes on the clock starting now. What's your favorite type of course um, that you like? I'm a fan of beach courses. I just, I don't know why. I kind of like that. The look, yeah. water, bunch of bunkers. Doesn't scare you. No. Nah, I mean, I kind of just like that look. Flat. I don't know why, and maybe it's just because I'm on vac. Most of the time when I'm playing yeah. at the beach or ocean courses, I'm yeah. on vacation. Maybe that's the reason. But I thoroughly I enjoy. Reason it. as any? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love every type of golf course. Realistically, I just love golf in general. But if yeah. I had to pick, you know, one course I had to play through, type of course I had to yeah. play, it'd be like an ocean course. Okay. Yeah. Donnie. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Other than me, because I know you've already said that you want to beat me this year. Who is, besides that, the person you want to beat most every time you go on the course with them? Um, from a self-respect level, it's Calvin. Because if I ever lose to Calvin, <laughs> I got to quit playing this game. Um, but no, on a real level... Uh, you know, actually, here's a guy that when I beat him, and I have, and he's, he's a better golfer than me, but it actually means something because he's, he's not outrageously better than me, but he's better. It's Ian Heron. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I can ri- rise up and catch him on a day, I mean, he, he's going to beat me six or seven out of rounds out of ten. But every now and then I'll get him, and it's usually only by one or two strokes, and it always, mm-hmm. the, the two times I've got him, it's came down to the 16, 17, 18 stretch of Johnson City. And so it's been fun battles. So I think I I love battling Ian and actually coming out on top. Like I said, I'll, I'll give it to him. He, he, he's a little bit better golfer than I am, but it's fun because he's in that attainable range of, like, beating someone. So if I, well, if I come out here and say Matt Westmoreland or Mike Mattis, you guys are like, okay, just stop. Dream- You're just dreaming at this point. So, um, Justin, favorite club in the bag. Gosh, man, I'm, I'm going to have to say driver. I meant when I catch it just right, you know, I can put it out there with the best of them. Bombs. Let's go. Uh, and then sometimes I just want to chuck it as far as I possibly can. But when I catch it just right, you know, it gives me the confidence. You know, I got off the box. Uh, I'm sitting pretty for my next shot. Uh, it just gives me uh, such great confidence. You know, if I start off bad with it, you know, am I a good enough golfer to make a great uh, recovery shot? You know, sometimes it just depends. But um, I would say for the most part, the the driver is my, my favorite. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, with you being, was you won the Hazards Invitational, correct? You are the defending so champ. 
The Hazards Open and the Hazards Invitational, yes. Who do you think will be your, um, I guess, who will be nipping at your heels for that title, and who are you okay with giving that title up to? So you're talking about like the, are you talking about Invitational, the yeah. one that we're yeah. going to go to? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good dudes going this year. There's, there's a, the, the field is. I mean, the field was good last year, but it's, it's got stronger substantially this year. deep. <laughs> so what's the mad ons from last year? Westmoreland, Mattis, Mattis. Yeah, I mean, the, th- those two names alone bring a lot of firepower. Uh, Keith Kesterson, he's going to come ready to yes. play. Um, I mean, there's there's a couple more out there. I mean, there's there's some guys that aren't. If I'm, making if I'm putting money on somebody, if I'm going to Vegas to put money on someone, who's gonna? Who do you think is gonna be right there with you? I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll be there, but <laughs> you say right up there with you. But it just depends. I mean, Hugh, I mean, Hugh, realistically, and as much as we go back and forth, and I like to give him shit, but he is legit. Probably got the best swing and when he is a hundred percent on could go the lowest i mean we've seen it at that old union and when he shot like 34 he yeah. was all he, he can all cylinders great golf. and he's really long and he has wedges and when he has wedges in his hand he's close can he stay can he stay out of his head for 27 holes i would put hugh and mattis to top three yeah okay. I, I, two excellent choices I I, I, easy arguments made for both those guys. Yeah. Um, Donnie, what is the maddest you've ever been on the course? Like you're on the course and you're like, fuck this. Oh, not, not even close. Uh, this one, this is, this is a core terrible memory. <laughs> uh, it was on hole 18 at the match play championship our first year of the dudes of hazards out in Williamsburg. Uh, I like, I, I was on the bubble either way. Like it didn't matter how I finished the hole, which is kind of silly why I got so upset, but it was a, it was a par four. It was like 380 yards. There was water you had to carry. That was like 150 yards. Um, I put my first in the water. <laughs> I put my second in the water. I shanked my third tee shot into a tree that was like 15 feet in front of me, but 25 feet left. (laughs) No idea how physically that was possible. And the ball landed up behind me on the tee box behind me. Mm. The group I was playing within, like, I don't don't get that mad on the course. I mean, I just yelled out a fuck. Yeah. And just walked back to the cart. I said, I'm done. I was like, like, you all beat me on the hole. It was match play. I was like, like, what am I going to hit? Like 11 from the tee box behind me? Like enough of that. So Calvin was there for that moment for me. And he even said like later, he's like, I knew I just couldn't talk to you for about 10 (laughs) minutes. He said, you were not in the mood to hear anything from anyone. So (laughs) Um, Brad, you got on a mid pines hat and a Tennessee Vols polo. Mm -hmm. Would you rather go to a mid tier Tennessee Vols game Say playing South Carolina or Kentucky, like knowing that you're impressed with playing against like some mediocre scum team that you'll beat <laughs> the majority of days. I mean, yeah, cough, cough, you. Um, or would you rather go play Mid Pines? I'd rather go play Mid Pines. Was Mid Pines your favorite course on that trip? No. And what was it? Tobacco Road. T Road. Yeah. Tobacco Road, but uh, this Mid Pines hat was pretty sweet. So the Mid Pines hat is pretty sweet. Snagged it up. It's hard to pass up. A well, and I got the T Road polo. So oh, okay, well yeah. there you go. Yeah, but uh, all right, Justin, let me try. Got time for one more question. One more question. Mm. If I could, if you were gonna sell your entire bag and buy mm. brand new clubs, what would they be? Mm. I mean, any. Any club manufacturer, any setup doesn't have to all be the same. Yeah. Um, I have a buddy that plays with the P770s. I would probably go that route. Um, pretty, pretty generic, pretty basic. I feel like a lot of people have that, but, I mean, they are really nice. Um, I myself have Mizuno's, the 921 
hot metals, irons, and I love them. So if I had to give those up, that would be the 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 next route I would go would be that route. Mm-hmm. And if Donnie got real mad again on the course and he came over to your bag and snapped one of them, what's the one you hoped <laughs> he snapped? Because you don't like that club. I hope he would snap my five iron. <laughs> awful with he that. He seems to be walking over storm and mad. He's already handed I'll out. I'm like, yeah, here, here, take man. this one, buddy. Here, chuck this. See how far you can throw it. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. <laughs> Speaking of throwing clubs, this is one story I'll kind of finish up hazards time on. It's a little throwback. So our first year of doing this, we were still like an – unofficial golf league hadn't had anything special planned but we did a trip down to myrtle beach and um we had a hothead dude his name was dalton this guy mm-hmm. just was irrationally tempered for all things and he was playing against josh vasquez who he was a better golfer than but the thing was we knew of dalton if like you got into this dude's head like he would just crumble because he's just irrational mm-hmm. well they're playing one of the holes and there's like water on the left hand side He's not mad or anything. Just goes to take a normal swing, and the golf club flies out of his hands. It was like a hybrid or something like that. and goes out into, like, this pond in the middle of Myrtle Beach. Oh. No chance you're achieving that because there's an alligator waiting about 10 feet off the beach for you to, yeah. to, to snag you. But I just remember, like, when you talk about throwing clubs, the people <laughs> that were in that group talked about it. And when they saw that happen, they were like, well, the match was over at that point. Well, guys, this was another – Great episode of Dudes of Hazards Radio. Really enjoyed having Brad in studio as always. Justin, thanks for coming on your yeah. first time. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell our, some of our listeners your social media if they're trying to follow you and what you're building over there with uh, yeah. Blue Ridge uh, um, Yeah, we I have a Facebook and a Instagram page. It's uh, Blue Ridge Developments. Uh, go look it up. Uh, like, follow. You know, we we post a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting stuff that. You don't normally get to see um, throughout different processes, so hopefully it can help uh, let you see some of the work we do and uh, some of the projects you've envisioned. We can we can bring to bring to life for you. Absolutely, yeah. He he does really great work. I've I followed his page myself for a little bit. Um, stuff I couldn't think of doing. Yeah. So maybe that's not saying too much, but uh ultimately something you should be really proud of yeah. the business that you've built for yourself. It's it's going to take you a long way. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in for this episode. Um we'll have another one out in 2 weeks. Look forward to you guys tuning in and as always, keep it classy, dudes. <laughs>